Welcome to Balanced Black Girl, a podcast dedicated to mental, physical, and emotional health from the Black woman's perspective. Tune in to hear from Black woman health and wellness experts giving the approachable advice you need to help you feel your best. I'm your host, Lestrandra Alfred. Let's dive in. Thank you for tuning in to Balanced Black Girl. My name is Les. I am your host, and I am so happy to have you here. I'm continuing my current run of solo episodes. So if you've been following along the past few weeks, I really hope you're enjoying them. I've really enjoyed the opportunity to speak directly to you, to get to know you better, to have you get to know me better. And I'm really excited for today's conversation. It is one that came to me during meditation the other day, and I haven't been able to get it off my mind ever since. I actually had a different episode planned for today, but after having that realization, I was like, I got to get this on the podcast right now. So a few days ago, I was doing a guided meditation and the theme was about living your best life. And during the meditation, I started envisioning what my best life looked like and what I wanted my best life to feel like. And I realized that a lot of my actions today are actually creating the exact opposite effect than what it is I want to feel. And that a lot of my daily actions are the exact opposite of what I actually tend to preach on this show, which was a tough pill to swallow. As much as I would love to pretend like I am all knowing, like I am perfectly balanced. I am not. (laughs) And sometimes we need to call ourselves in and have those moments of honesty. And I am no exception. So when I was in meditation, thinking about what my best life looked like, I kept envisioning myself having all of this spaciousness and ease. The recurring theme or what I kept envisioning was the ability to pick up and go whenever I wanted and to pick up and do whatever I wanted. Like it's the middle of a Tuesday and I want to go hiking. Okay, time to get up and hike. Actually, a few months ago, I was supposed to meet up with a friend for a walk and we were supposed to meet at maybe, you know, four or five in the afternoon to meet up and go walking. It was a work day. So I was working during the day. We were going to meet up when I was off work. And that day she texts me. It was probably about noon and says, Hey sis, can we reschedule our walk? I decided to go to Cabo and my flight is at one. (laughs) And honestly, I wasn't even mad. It was pure respect. I was like, can you bring me with you? (laughs) The freedom to be able to do that, to decide I'm just going to go to Cabo in an hour. That's not something I've ever had the ability to do from a time or financial standpoint, but I would really love to have the ability to do that from a scheduling and financial standpoint. And that interaction with her unlocked a new level of goals for me. I also thought about the family structure that I want to have and the dynamic that I want to have with my future partner. And when thinking about all of those things that I'm seeking, the spaciousness, the availability for my future family, the ability to receive from my future partner. I actually heard a record scratch during my meditation as I was envisioning that because I realized how I've been living my life for the past decade, the energy that I put out there, the image that I put out there is in total opposition of that unintentionally. I have had a I'm independent. I do it all myself. I heavily focus on my career. I build brands. I'm all about business. I'm consumed by the content I'm creating. I thought that I was building my dream life by doing those things. I thought I'm creating abundance. That's what I need to live my dream life, right? Yes. 
but not in the way that I was going about it. What I've actually been creating for myself is more work. And I've been putting out this energy of I do everything, I take care of everything, and I have been attracting nothing but people and scenarios that just kind of pile more work on my plate. So the more successful I've become, the more work I have. Each time I level up, I am met with more responsibility and obligation, which is kind of the opposite of that spaciousness and ease that I'm truly looking for. So yes, there are aspects of my life that are so beautiful and are what I've dreamed of previously, and I have so much gratitude. However, the math ain't mathing when I add it all up. (laughs) With my actions being so focused on work and, and building and success and taking on more and doing more, the ways I've been executing things are actually bringing me further away from my ultimate goal of ease and spaciousness and receiving. Can you relate to that? Does that resonate with you? I hope I'm not alone here. I know I can't hear your response, but I'm hoping you're responding to me, letting me know if you can resonate. So for a long time, I would go down mental rabbit holes thinking, okay, I just have to work a little bit harder. If I just take on a little bit more, or if I just make a bit more money, then I can bring on more help to create more space. Basically, these were all excuses for why I couldn't ask for more help or do less. We all have excuses for why we can't you know, ask for more help or do less things. We all have excuses for why we're the only ones who do X, Y, Z. But I truly had the realization that taking on more to ultimately do less during some mysterious future point that kept moving further and further into the future truly does not make sense. And I realized that if I wanted to have that spaciousness and that ease, I had to embody that now. I need to embody what I want right now. You need to embody what you want right now. Not when you've hit another level, not when you make more money, because I'm living proof. I make more money now than I did last year and the year before that. And yet here I am doing the same old things, feeling the same old ways, honestly, probably feeling more overworked and more overwhelmed because even more is added to my plate. And I bet you can probably relate to that. I realized I needed to create space now. I needed to live the life that I want now, or at least get as close as I can from where I'm at. So those are just my examples of how this idea of acting in opposition of my dream life shows up for me. And maybe it looks and feels different for you. And I really encourage you to do some reflection on what that looks like and what that feels like from your perspective. Ask yourself, what is it that you truly want? Where do you want to be? How do you want to feel? And how can you create that from exactly where you are with exactly what you have? No waiting for when you have X, Y, Z, or when you make more money, or when this happens, or when that happens. What can you do to get closer right now? Now, listen, I have a (laughs) J-O-B outside of this that I'm doing here. Logistically, hiking in the middle of the day on a Tuesday or deciding to go to Cabo within the hour is simply not a thing for me today, like many of us. So many of us, myself included, we are doing what we need to do to survive and to get by. I hear you. As of today, that is also my reality. However, there are ways we can all create more space for ourselves to be where we want to be 
from where we are. Because when we create more space for ourselves and when we create more space for what we want, that exponentially increases. But when we create more work, more responsibility, more obligation for ourselves, then that is what increases. And that's why with every up level, with every promotion, with every breakthrough, we're still feeling drained, we're still tired, we're still overwhelmed, and it's getting worse even though it's supposed to be getting better. So y'all, my mind was blown. <laughs> this came this all came to me during a random meditation. So naturally, I grabbed my notebook and I started writing and I made a list called Create Space. And I jotted down some of the ideas I had for creating space. And I want to share some of them in case they resonate with you. And when I think about ways to create space, I really think about promises that I want to keep to myself. And keeping promises to ourselves can be so Hard. We do such a good job keeping promises to other people, fulfilling the roles we have that support other people. But our promises that we keep to ourselves, our intentions, it's so easy to put them on the back burner. So these are some of the promises that I am intending to make with myself to create more space. I wanted to share them with you in case you needed some ideas. And then I would also love to hear your ideas of ways that you are creating more space to call in what it is you want to call in and ways that you are keeping your promises to yourself. So here are my tips or my intentions, and I hope they resonate with you. The first one, shorter to-do lists. I don't know about you, but my to-do lists were setting me up for failure every day. They were so long. They had random tasks. I could barely tackle half of them. And I honestly felt a sense of failure every day because I wasn't getting enough done. And when results weren't what I wanted, I would just point to, oh my gosh, I just couldn't get enough done. I'm just not doing a good job at this. I'm not efficient enough. I'm not productive enough or smart enough or whatever. Now, I don't believe in diet culture when it comes to our bodies, but I am putting my to-do list on a diet. That That is the one diet I can get down with. And I have intentionally been not setting out to do more than six actually doable tasks each day. Because I also love to put tasks on my to-do list where it's like, bro, I'm not doing that today. That's, That's not a task. That is a project. What is happening here? So those six tasks include my day job and balanced black girl, a six total. And some days that can be three and three or four for one and two for the other or whatever. But I know myself and I know that I cannot effectively do more than six productivity-focused tasks in a day. I simply cannot. So being honest with myself not only creates more space in my schedule for play or rest or whatever when those tasks are done, the day is done, the work is done, but it also helps with mental clarity feeling accomplished and not feeling down for not getting everything done because I'm setting myself up for success with those lists. The next one is a little bit less tangible. It's a little bit more energetic, but that is pulling instead of pushing. So in our society, a lot of very masculine energy tends to be rewarded. We're taught to embody very masculine energy. It's because we live in a patriarchal society. 
We're taught to go after what we want, to make things happen, to be assertive and to force. And if we're not getting what we want, or if we're not where we want to be, it's because we didn't push hard enough or because we didn't do enough. And for some people, that might work really well. If you know someone is more so driven by masculine energy, that could work. And for others, that doesn't work as well because it conflicts with the essence of who we are. And I'm for sure one of those people who I have operated out of my masculine for a really long time, was going after everything and forcing things to happen personally, professionally, but it was draining. It was horrible for my physical health, my mental health. And when I start reflecting on the most beautiful, spacious things in my life, and I think about how they came to be, those were all things that came to me. They were all examples of receiving. The desire to push and force can create so much unnecessary stress for us when we're truly meant to call in and receive. And that energy really occupies what would otherwise be spaciousness. So I really plan to take intentional time to check in with my energy and my actions each day if I'm feeling some resistance somewhere by asking myself the simple question, are you pushing or are you pulling? If I'm pushing, it's time to take a step back and reassess the situation and also check in with myself what I'm pulling to make sure I'm pulling in the right things. So if that resonates with you, if you have felt very much in your masculine, like you're forcing, you're pushing, maybe try asking yourself that question and see what comes up for you. So the third way that I am creating more space and keeping better promises to myself is detaching from time. Time can be one of our biggest stressors. How often do we feel like we don't have enough time or we stress over how much time something is taking How often do we measure ourselves against arbitrary timelines? If you're anything like me, you might do it a lot. (laughs) So a promise I'm keeping to myself is to start detaching from time as something that I'm running out of and instead embrace time and how it moves. To treat time as a friend or companion that I want to have a healthy and efficient relationship with and spend wisely, not as something that there is never enough of or that I'm behind on. Because when we are coming from that place of lack, that is all we're going to know when it comes to time. This is also huge for manifestation because when we get really caught up on timelines or how long things are taking to come to us, that can really interfere with our ability to truly receive and create the space we're looking for. I found that when I'm stressing about time and timelines, it actually comes from a place of distrust, distrusting my journey and process, not trusting God to deliver what is intended for me. And so I'm really working on focusing on grounding in that sense of trust. Okay, number four. This one feels more physical in nature, but it is so much more than that. So if you watch my Instagram stories, you've seen potentially that I am on a journey to become more flexible. I mean, physically flexible. Your girl is genetically stiff. (laughs) I have, from a young age, I've always been pretty stiff. And even when I was younger, when I would do things like cheerleading, dance, sports, I would eventually be able to do things that the other kids could do, but it took me a lot of work and a lot of warming up and a lot of stretching. I just Genetically, I'm not a naturally flexible person. 
Then you add to that many years of working out and all the years that I was lifting and doing HIT and not stretching, as well as emotional baggage that I've been carrying. Trying to become flexible has been a journey. So several nights a week, I do 10 to 20 minutes of stretching and deep breathing as part of my night routine. And I am very slowly, but surely seeing flexibility gains. Emphasis on the slow. It is like painfully slow, but it's happening. So what does that have to do with creating space? Well, it's actually helping me create trust in my body and in my environment. Inflexibility is actually your joints and muscles saying, whoa, we don't trust this movement. We don't trust this range of motion. We don't feel safe here. So we're going to stop right here. We're going to seize up to stop you from completing this movement. And though it is a physical response, it is highly correlated to our mental and emotional state. Our muscles and our joints hold tension and emotion and trauma that can take up precious space. So by moving through those feelings, breathing through those feelings, helping our bodies create more trust and flexibility to safely move through a range of motion, we are releasing tension and trauma to clear up more space. So I'm going to keep stretching. One of these days, y'all are going to see me somewhere doing the splits, and it's going to be a miracle from where I started. <laughs> but in all seriousness, incorporating the mind-body connection into creating spaciousness in our lives is very important. So what I've been doing for my stretching is guided yoga flows and focus flows. I really like the Peloton app. Shout out to my friend who gave me access to her Peloton app. And I will usually pull up one of their, you know, 10 to 20 minute focus flows several nights a week. And it has been really, really helpful for allowing me to really get into deeper stretches, particularly in my hips, my back, my hamstrings, where a lot of us tend to hold tension. And a pro tip, if you are over 30, you may have recognized that things feel a little bit different. You might feel some lower back pain, like things just are not feeling the way they used to. And I highly, highly encourage you to develop a stretching practice, especially if you're over 30. I was experiencing some tightness in my low back and some stiffness around the time I turned 30. And when I started implementing my regular stretching, those things have gone away. So getting older does not mean that you are destined to have a life of physical discomfort. It does mean, though, that we need to be more intentional about taking care of ourselves in different ways. So you probably can't get away with not stretching, you know, in your teens or in your 20s uh, or not stretching like you did in your teens, in your 20s, in your 30s. But I promise you, uh, unless there is, you know, a specific ailment or injury aside, you don't want you actually can still physically feel good in your 30s, 40s, 50s and beyond. So if you have not implemented a regular stretching practice, I highly recommend you do so. Um, So I really like the focus flows on the Peloton app for that if you're looking for support with stretching. And I'm also planning to enroll in yoga teacher training this year so that I can really dive more into this and become more knowledgeable in this area and share more with you. But again, highly, highly recommend incorporating stretching into your routine for both the physical, mental, and emotional benefits if you don't already. All right. I got one last tip for creating space slash keeping promises to ourselves slash promise that I'm keeping to myself. (laughs) Kind of a hybrid here. So I have a question for you. If your life 
looked exactly how you wanted it to look. You were the version of yourself that you wanted to be. Would your decisions look different from the ones you're making today? If so, what can you do to start making decisions from that elevated space? For me, that has looked like being more intentional with leisure. For a very long time, thanks to conditioning, capitalism, all the things that we're familiar with, I really thought that leisure and rest was something that I had to earn. If I pushed hard enough and worked hard enough, that eventually I could get to a point where I had leisure, I had fun, I had downtime, I had hobbies. But that's just not true. It's not true. So being more intentional with leisure has been a really big mindset shift that I am constantly working towards. As I've shared, I want spaciousness to do all these fun things. And I, like I said, no, I can't do them in the middle of a Tuesday, (laughs) but I can devote a few Saturdays a month to those fun things instead of forcing myself to work so that hopefully I can earn them, right? A hike on a Saturday is just as good as a hike on a Tuesday. That's what's available to me now. So I should be doing that now. So I'm prioritizing it now. Maybe for you, that looks like dialing in your habits. Maybe the future you is really dedicated to her meditation game. So start stepping up that meditation game now. Or maybe the future you is just real hydrated and takes incredible care of her skin. Then get to that, get to whatever version of that is accessible to you now, even if you don't necessarily have the budget for all the fanciest things. What can you do to really stay hydrated and take care of your skin now? For example, these are just, you know, me spewing off (laughs) things that come off the top of my dome. Maybe the future you is really in touch with your emotions and is really good at asking for help. So, what are some small ways that you can check in with yourself? to identify your own emotions or small ways you can ask for help each day. So start small, but start making these decisions from the space of being the best you, not making the same decisions that are going to get you where you've always been, if that's not where you want to be. Again, there's also nothing wrong with where you are, if that's where you want to be and if if that's what makes you happy. But if it's not, then maybe consider start making decisions from that place of being where you want to be. So those are my thoughts on creating space and keeping promises to ourselves, up-leveling in a way that feels good and authentic. And I hope these tips resonated with you. I would love to hear your thoughts on creating space and creating your dream life and what you're doing to get there. So please head to our latest post at Balance Black Girl Podcast. Leave us a comment letting us know how you create space. I would love to share best practices with you, hear your tips, hear your ideas, and hear more about what you're doing. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you more than you know. As the listener, you are the one who makes the show go round. So thank you for your support. And also a huge shout out to our sponsors who support the show, allowing me to create this content for you all, allowing me to keep it free. I couldn't do it without any of (laughs) y'all. So I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will talk to you soon. Thank you for tuning into Balanced Black Girl. 
If you enjoyed this episode and feel called doing so, we would really appreciate a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Don't forget to check out the show notes and more offerings at balanceblackgirl.com.